Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast. So, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, and today's topic, the history of the Survivor Series. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Hello, everybody. And cuz. All right, what's up? Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on for our topic today, the history of Survivor Series. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at our wrestling podcast, YouTube at our wrestling channel, or just do the easy thing. Download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you. And join us along with other great podcasts of the day. Guys, why are we talking about Survivor Series? One of my favorite pay-per-views, quite frankly. Because it's the birthday. Because month. it's almost Survivor Series time. <laughs> too. It's almost Survivor Series. And we're getting on the topical that wagon. We're actually... to make a comeback, can you? That's we're doing something page. that's actually topical. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Fantastic. So, Survivor Series. Let's get into it. You know, it's actually the second longest wrestling pay-per-view in history next to WrestleMania, obviously, right? It was first held in 1987. Uh, What I'd like you guys to to discuss briefly, and I suggest you're going to have this down like nobody's business, and we've heard it on other podcasts. Let's talk about how it originated and why it was set on Thanksgiving. What is that all about? Well, in its simplest form, this uh, is an asshole. De- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank NWA you, everybody. Was, <laughs> NWA was going to put Starcade on Thanksgiving and actually it always had been on Thanksgiving. And so they were actually going to run pay-per-view with it. So a lot of cable companies were like, totally, you know, re- wrestling's hot. Wrestling was hot and they were hot, too. But Vince was lighting the country on fire and they had had WrestleMania three in March of that year. So WrestleMania three was huge and they weren't even in full fledged pay-per-view yet. They were like in pay-per-view in select markets and then closed circuit television and others. So and then, of course, the main event was Hulk versus Andre, the arguably still the biggest main event in wrestling history, the most influential ever. Like so it was just it was just the, the ripples in the pond were still expanding out and so they you know of course crockett's like fuck yeah dude let's do a pay-per-view let's jump on this bandwagon so vince said no he stopped him right then and there and <laughs> he said nah, just like, what are you right? doing? <laughs> like so yeah so he just he was it in a dead sleep and he's like it's a pay-per-view and so he pretty much put pressure on and said look cable companies if you carry starcade then you cannot carry wrestlemania 4 which was going to be in in march of 88 so they were like, whoa, 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 put the brakes on. What's going on? Why are you upset? And he's like, I just want to be the only bitch. game in town. You saw how big WrestleMania 3 was. You see how big Hulk is. You see how big the feud with Hulk and Andre was. So, like, why are you doubting me? I want to be the only game in town. So they're like, oh, bull, fuck. Like, look, okay, but you got to give me something. You got to put something. You have to tell me that you're going to have also a pay-per-view on Thanksgiving for us to not want to carry one over the other. And he's yeah. like, yeah, then we're going to. 
Uh, we are. We are going to have a pay-per-view. Uh, it's going to be uh, uh, Survivor. Survivor episode. No, no, no. Survivor Series. Yeah. And so that's basically how it was formed. I know it was probably a little bit more strategically planned out than that, but that's basically how it was formed. He's like, we are actually. I didn't I didn't tell you. You're damn We're right. going to have a, a Survivor Series event. Yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. And so that was what he basically did. So they're like, oh, well, okay. I mean, if you're going to have that, then and you're going to put that kind of leverage on us, then okay, we'll carry Survivor Series and we won't carry... Because he was pretty much like, yeah, and even if I put Survivor Series up, if you still want to carry Starcade, then you I still won't mine. give you WrestleMania. Like, so yeah. it was basically, he put the pressure on them. And I would say that it was like, I'm... I'm just fabricating this number, but I would say it was somewhere in the 80 to 85% of cable companies said, fine, we will not touch Starcade. And, you know, Starcade 87, unfortunately, was one of the big epic failures because for two reasons, because Crockett went outside the Carolinas and they had it in Chicago, which was not like Starcade was in the Carolinas. It was in that's where yeah. it should be. And it had always been there before. And that was the Greensboro was like the hee-haw for Starcade. And that's, you just don't ever bucket that system. So they wanted to branch out because Vince was going national and branching out. So they wanted to have it in Chicago. So that was their first sin. So they pissed off their market and their fan base. And then on top of that, the cable companies were like, well, Vince fucking has a pretty convincing story. He really has a pretty convincing story. So it just all fell apart for Crockett. So Vince is like, ah, 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 Survivor Series. And that's basically how it was born. Let's get to the rules, Jess. In order for a wrestler to survive here in this particular series, number one, they must avoid getting pinned. Number two, they must not submit or quit. Submission will put them right out of there. Number three, they must avoid getting counted out of the ring. And number four, they must avoid getting disqualified. And fifth, and uh, most important, the referees in these particular events can eliminate at their discretion anything. And I find it just fascinating that that pay-per-view is the second longest running pay-per-view just because he was like, it was number yeah, two. I want to stick four. it to Crockett. Basically, yeah. it was it was number two of the big four. A lot of people might think SummerSlam was the second pay-per-view after Mania, but it wasn't. It was Survivor Series. It's the number two show. It was the second, like you said, second longest running pay-per-view. Amazing. So. Let's talk about the first concept of Survivor Series. When you talk about the title, it really did relate to what the theme of Survivor Series was going to be. This is what they were going to do. We are going to have, you know, four to five, you know, it depends on the year, right? Uh, survivors on each side. And we're going to have elimination, you know, matches within the realm of of that match. So basically, you know, if there's four people coming in and say Dino Bravo comes in and Macho Man pins Dino Bravo. I'm not saying that happened, but now Dino's out and that team is now down one member until until one member until one team is completely gone. That is yeah. the ultimate. It was survivor. an elimination tag. Yeah, it was an elimination. Yeah, it's tag. An elimination tag. And it's a fantastic um, idea. It was at the time when I was a kid, I think it was my favorite pay-per-view. And it, like I said, it's all an accident. Um, it, it's uh, it was so much fun to watch and you wanted to see who was going to stick it out, who was going to be the survivor. Right. Um, I'm kind of pissed that they only do the event in formality and they do like one match. I wish they did the whole yeah. thing around it. Um, that's me personally. And we're going to talk about some moments about that. But before we do, um, who is your favorite survivor team, guys? I know there's some good ones out there. Oh, man. 
I'll give you mine know. first because I'm offended I was just, that you even asked me that. I'm offended. Um, well, I, I I know yours, but you have to tell the t- you have to tell the audience. Uh, you know, all six of them, uh, dickhead. So, but I'll tell you mine right now because I I like people that dress like you know girls bicycles. Um, I was yeah. a biggest fan of the Warriors. The Warriors. That yeah. was my favorite tag team. Surrounded by the fourth build, my Warriors channel to us. Even you, Gene Oakland, cannot escape now. You must stay with us until D-Day, this Thursday, Turkey Day. Maybe then you will be released, but until then, I will program these individuals to stay unstructured and unbalanced. All right. What, from 90? So, so freaking good, bro. From 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was 1990. It was the Road Warriors, Carrie Von Eric, and, and Ultimate Warrior. A, you know, a Ooh. ton of face paint and a um, a stumpy leg. You know, it's fantastic. <laughs> you're uh, just didn't like that. that. You're to complete. You're a terrible person. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going straight to hell. But you know what? Yeah. In spite of that, did you did you ever think at that time when you were a kid? You might have known because you read you read a lot of uh, magazines, chess, But I had no idea that Carrie Von Eric was missing a foot. At that time, I didn't even remember yeah. when I first figured that out. I it probably I, I really don't remember. Well, they built it in the storyline, I believe. Someone actually took the boot off. Yeah, it might have been a world class when they did that and they told about it. But yeah, it was a motorcycle accident. He got his foot caught and he they amputated like his like, I, I don't remember what foot it was left or right. But it was like the half his foot. Basically, all his toes were gone. Yeah. Yeah. So they can take the boot off completely. And yeah. Or, so, or yeah, spin, they made a you boot, spin the boot around. for him. Yeah, yeah, you it, like the the foot of the boot was made of wood, and he put his foot in there, and he had to learn how to balance on his heel on that side. It's kind of amazing, actually, that he's learned how to like be a professional wrestler and be. He agile. still got around in there, yeah. Yeah, and he still got around. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, well, I'm sorry, a little side thing, but th- I always thought that was fascinating to me. Wait, this is the history of Kerry Von Eric. Why are you apologizing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a <laughs> that lasts about 20 minutes, but anyway, um, yeah, so that was my favorite team, you know, because I guess you're you're in the same realm. Why did you like the Warriors so much? Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh-huh. I was a kid, man. That they were cartoon characters to me. And those are just yeah. my you cartoon know, characters the memories. Bigger than life. Yeah. Everybody knows the best Survivor Series team was from 1989. Hulk Hogan, Jake Roberts, and Demolition. Everybody knows that. Now that it's not that far off, I really like the fact that you're being backed into a corner by your own team. These guys aren't a bunch of has-beens like you tried to drill into the powers of Payne's mind. These are the best in the world, brother. These are the best in what they do. These are the WWF Tag Team Champions, number one. I'm glad you had to cut an extra check to the powers of pain and as far as jake the snakes ddt stretcher service arenas all around the country multi-million dollar man his opponents are getting that long slow ride in that rolling coffin as the ambulance wheels out of the arenas as the red lights come on i can't help but think you're gonna be the next victim of the ddt zeus you're mine jake the snake that's a really good that's i mean a that's really good yeah, you can't, uh, that's a good team dude <laughs> Anything, anything with Jake Robertson, it's going to be entertaining, by yeah, the way. Yeah, not so, Hogan. Fucking piece of shit. I can't wait till we do that legacy. Um, oh, that's, Jake. Gosh, that's got so much. That's got so much to talk about. Yeah. Jake's, and, Jake's, and, Jake's what, incredible. The, the funny thing about Survivor Series is like people nowadays, they get all annoyed. And, I, and I'm not saying I disagree Why? with them. So when you have Elimination Chamber pay-per-view or you have Hell in the Cell, every mm-hmm. book, there's, there's multiple Hell in the Cells. You kill the novelty. Okay. I, I get it. It's like having a... 
you know, a TNA had one uh, where it was lockdown. every single, you know, yeah, lockdown. Every yeah. match was in a steel cage. Totally. I get that. But the, the unique thing about what Vince did in the beginning here was WrestleMania was the mega show. Survivor Series was totally different. It was a it was a mega show, but it wasn't like, you know, a card of wrestling. It had a theme. Every mm-hmm. match was five versus five or yes. eventually four versus four in an elimination process. Um, that, that's different to me. And then the Royal Rumble was totally different. It was 30 people that's coming in the I ring. That's why I like those. That's why I like and those. Then, and then the SummerSlam yeah. was like a, a WrestleMania B, you know, but WrestleMania that's fine. Light. Yeah. Yeah, because they were just trying to, you know, get business in the summer because summer traditionally would be a slower time period for and that wrestlers. has definitely worked hasn't it because back <laughs> in the day not so much anymore but back in the day like families would take vacations during the summer so they necessarily wouldn't be like well yeah we gotta get the wrestling you know we gotta go watch wrestling so they wanted a pay-per-view in the summer to kind of drum up business for the summer so the top four were completely different even though i just said SummerSlam was kind of like mania but they were different they were all very different nowadays yes i get if you do one concept like we're going to talk about it as we move on with this episode that the concept of Survivor Series did get a little boring after a while because, OK, like every match was five versus five or four versus four. And we get it after a while. And there was really no payoff when you think about it. We're going to get, yeah. we're going to get into it more, but there was no yeah, payoff. And that, it that's was, what I want yeah. to talk about, too. One of my favorite portions of it. We'll talk about those moments and why I think they should have continued it. I thought it was cool, but we'll, well, we'll I do, too. There. But mainly, I think the payoff is hard because, yeah, I, I don't know if I can explain it right, but. You had people like, you know, members of Demolition, for example, they were getting pinned off a clothesline because you had to move the match along. Right. So you don't want the match to be an hour. And obviously, if it was Demolition versus the Powers of Pain, that one match would be 15, 20 minutes. Right. And they would tell a story. And then, you know, uh, one person would cheat to win if they were the heel or whatever. They wouldn't necessarily beat them clean. But in a Survivor Series match, you have four or five people on the other side and you have to hurry up and get through the eliminations. So you would have like odd like moves happening like i mean i'm i don't think i'm fibbing in that match we were talking about the warriors versus the perfect team right like i think what someone got pinned just from a fucking clothesline someone stuck up behind him and hit him with a clothesline and they pin him and i'm like oh so that was kind of odd don't get me wrong i still like survivor series but i kind of understand why vince tired a little bit eventually of the concept because you have like these people that are mega stars and then you have them well we got to hurry up and eliminate them so uh he'll power slam him and pin him He's thinking a pin off a power slam. Yeah, it's just Survivor Series. It's fine. Like, so it was kind of, it did become weird after a while. Oh, look at that from the outside. Mr. Fuji snatched the ankle of Axe. Did you see that? I suppose you didn't see that. All I know is Axe got pinned, Gorilla. But you didn't see how, right? Yeah, there has to be something high stakes on the line. Like, you know, what we'll talk about in the next episode, of course, there's some matches that we're going to highlight. But yeah, after a while, it's a two bar, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you you know, one thing I'll say to that guys is like, yeah, that's 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 awesome. I do get where you're coming from. You can't pin someone with a clothesline. But in the meantime, I got WrestleMania that's fucking 10 hours long. I think you could stretch Survivor Series a little bit and you could shrink down the match a little bit and even still have a finale match, which is what we're going to talk about now. I love the fact, you know, when we talk about moments, my favorite Survivor Series, because when I was a kid, I just imagined they were always like this. I thought they were like this before, and then they eventually took it away. But they actually did what was like a grand finale match. Jess, what did you call it? It was the, oh, God, now I forgot what I actually, it's Gorilla Monsoon called it that. It was the grand finale, grand finale match of survival. Yeah, grand finale match of survival in 1990. And it, what was funny was it was it was a total heel versus face 
motif for the final, right? You always well, knew. But yeah, you, well, you, they designed it that way. But the way it, it was pretty much ran like a regular Survivor Series. But basically, sure. if you survived. If you survived. Um, and, and the way to survive, it didn't matter what number. You could, there could be, you know, like the Visionaries were the first team ever to survive all the members in 1990. So all four of the Visionaries members, Power and Glory, which is Dave's favorite tag team. Um, yep. The yes. Warlord and the model, they all advanced. So in 1990, they came up with this unique concept where they're like, we're going to have our regular four and four matches. It was like, you know, Team Hogan against Team Earthquake, Team Warrior against Team Perfect. You know, you, we would have all the normal matches, but the winners, the survivors, the people who did not get eliminated, they would go on to face each other in another Survivor Series grand match of survival in the end. And uh, so that was to set the table. So basically... Um, it was the only year they ever did. It was 1990. And I kind of understand why it was only done one year. However, it was interesting. I, yeah. I gave them props for trying. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I personally loved it. And I was hoping it would continue. And they can find ways to make that continue. You can even have, you know, only four matches or even two matches and, and kind of keep that nostalgia. Now you're lucky to get one Survivor Series match in the pay-per-view of Survivor Series, which I think kind of sucks because, you know, VKM plans change, pal. So the format was changed. Um, we'll talk about. Well, they ba- I think they basically did. It was just to continue. I think by this point, the Warriors title run wasn't what they wanted. And so Hogan Hogan was back. He came back at SummerSlam 90 Brother, in August. Uh-huh. So I think they needed to end this pay-per-view with Hulk and Warrior standing side by side. So spoiler alert, uh, the last match was Ted DiBiase because Ted DiBiase was the sole survivor from his match earlier yes. in the night. Uh, he lastly pinned Bret Hart. And so he DiBiase was the only guy from his team to survive. So he moved on to the grand finale. And then the entire team, like I said, of the visionaries, Rick the Model yeah. Martel, the Warlord and Power and Glory, they all survived. So that's five people. Yeah, so Paul yeah. They, they, yeah, they, they grouped the heels with the heels and faces with the five, faces. Um, and then uh, Warrior was the only guy that survived his match. Hulk and was Hulk the only guy that survived his match. And Tito Santana was the only guy that, which is so funny. One of these yeah. things is not like the other. Um, but you know what? I remember as a young adult, a uh, young child, um, um, I I liked it because when I first started watching wrestling, I understood the history of Santana and he was a great intercontinental champion. He was actually at one point in time, a really good, successful singles wrestler. And then he became part of Strike Force, and then Vince just kind of used him to put other talent over after that. But we so all, unfortunately, we all, a lot of people we all knew of the he time, was getting out first, Jess. We all knew. Yeah, a lot of people of the time <laughs> kind of just saw Santana as like a Coco Beware. He beats prelims, but he loses to everybody else. But out of nowhere, it was odd. It's Hulk the warrior and Tito Santana <laughs> against these other guys. And, yeah. and honestly, the cool thing was right at the beginning of the match. I don't even think Hulk's theme music was done playing. Uh, no, Santana came down last, I think. And that was another cool thing they did. They did this, or maybe warrior did, but I remember, I think Hulk came out first and Santana came out after. And I remember Hulk clapping for him. And I really, I don't have any facts to back this up, but I honestly believe that Vince was just saying, this is the time throw, throw, that I can, I can kind of say thank you to him like because Santana had been the workhorse for years and years and he was a really good singles wrestler back before you know and even during when rock and wrestling kind of first became and then Macho took the IC title from him and then Tito Santana just kind of fell in the tag team ranks but Santana at one time like I said was a really really over and successful singles wrestler and um, 
So I think that was really cool. And I remember Hulk kind of clapping for him. And Santana came out after Hulk. Back in the day, Hulk came out last all the time. So it was yeah. kind of crazy that Hulk came out first. And then I remember him clapping for Santana when Santana came down afterwards. I was like, even as a kid, I was like, that's kind of fucking cool. Like that Santana got kind of like the, hey, man, like it's just Survivor Series. And it's just a little match of survival we're doing. But it's Hulk, Santana and the Warrior. That's weird. Let's appreciate then, you, brother. Warrior comes yeah. down, right? Warrior comes down. I think his music just barely stopped playing. Hulk punches Warlord in the face and Santana jumps <laughs> off, bounces off the ropes and gives him the flying forearm and pins the Warlord in like the first 10 seconds. Yeah, Another tribute. Right. It was awesome. And I was like, oh, the fuck? Santana just pinned someone. Like, I was like super excited. And not only and then, pinned someone, he pinned like a 300 pound man. Like, yeah. Warlord and I huge. think, uh, which actually is a totally separate theory that I have that Hulk hates the Warlord. Every Royal Rumble, every Royal Rumble, Hulk eliminated the Warlord. I swear to God, go back and check. Brother. Every Royal Rumble, Hulk eliminates the He's Warlord. The only one and there was one, one there was one uh, Royal Rumble where Warlord stepped in and Hulk closed on him over immediately. And for a while, Warlord held the quickest elimination ever. Like, you, you know, know, he was in. The, and yeah. I'll give you another theory that I just thought of, Jess. He was I swear to God, the warlord. the warlord, Hulk was jealous that he was big. And yeah. every time Hulk got a chance, he's like, hey, so we're, we're talking about the match of survival, right? And Vince's like, yeah, I want some ideas. How about Santana pins the warlord in fucking 10 seconds? <laughs> it's like, OK, uh, done, done, <laughs> and <laughs> done, and scene. All right, Ned, let's I move on. Let's move on. Like, I swear <laughs> to God. I love it. And then every rumble, hey, that day, everyone's <laughs> in the same room. Welcome everyone, Welcome everyone to the. Welcome everyone uh, to the Royal Rumble. Talk about what's going on here. Uh, hey brother, it's Hulk. How you doing, guys? Uh, great job, everyone. Uh, love love the pay per view. It's going to be great. Um, I just want uh, one thing. Can I eliminate the Warlord uh, two seconds after he steps in? <laughs> Sounds great, pal. Okay, done. Moving on. Fuck you, Warlord. Oh, uh, suck my dick. Oh, okay. Like I swear to God, like every year, like Hulk, I don't know. I don't have any facts to back that up. But if you go back and watch anything that involves Hulk and the Warlord. Hulk somehow is just like, you're going to fucking get eliminated so quick. It's going to be fucking great, bro. Like, anyway, anyway, fuck you. Was anyway, there ever for- a program with those guys, by the way? Like, the Warlord and Barbarian should have been doing tag stuff in house shows with Hogan and Macho or something. Those guys were huge, man. They could have just been fed to those guys every night. No, you know, boy, no. Uh, he, no. Uh, wrong, brother. Dave. Uh, hey, brother. Um, uh, he's going to get beat in 20 seconds. That's what's going to happen. Fuck you and your fucking theory about him hanging in there. No, fuck you. Uh, I, I guarantee you Hogan didn't want to slam that 300-pound piece of meat every night no he did <laughs> I, I guarantee the hulk was just jealous because he's like that natural fucking muscle he was huge and it, yeah he was all natural yeah, he was just crazy. a massive guy oh you know? brother you fucking <laughs> dick brother too bad he had no talent but that's neither here nor there oh I mean, come brother on. no brother come on yeah <laughs> but so, I yeah, so I, anyway back to the match of survival as i get off on a tangent about <laughs> yeah how that's Warlord okay it's only a five minute tangent it's um, it was cool that it was cool that santana did it hold on vincent decides to change plans Hogan's taking over brother yeah, that's all. That's all good. So that format was changed. It went to that elimination uh, tag team format to a standard pay per view format, uh, and then we even went to a brand v brand split. I can't tell you how much I hate that. Um, yeah, I have so many issues with it. We've talked about it off the air. Yeah, um, over guys, time, but- I want to say what was the last ninety five? No, not even that. Ninety one is when he started giving up on that. Like yeah. 91 was, there was singles matches in 91 and then, yeah. but there were still, there were still matches of survivals. And then 92 
was all there was. I don't think there there might have been one match of survival in '92. I could be wrong, but it was all singles or tags. You know what I mean? Yeah, like th- at this point, you're lucky to get one on a pay per view. Yeah. Then '93, I want to say '93, he went back to all Survivor Series matches. '94, again, some Survivor Series matches, some single. Like it was weird. He was like Dave said, he was kind of losing confidence. I'm bored, boring. Yeah. Come on, Bruce, give me something. Good but I can't tell on. you if um, if you're gonna take this away. The last thing you should do when you have brands is put the brand against each other's brand. And, I, and I've talked about this before. And if, if we talked about it in the archives, I apologize. But I get I really have a hard time with this because when you pit a SmackDown superstar against a Raw superstar and one of them has to lose, it it does nothing but detract from the brand. But not even that. You are, I, it, it's so bad. You I, are I, correct. I, you are correct. Right. You are correct. Absolutely. But going further to elaborate on that point, mm-hmm. it. it on paper, it looks cool. You know, when we were kids, what, what, oh, if yeah. Sting, what if Sting faced Hulk or what if Macho faced Flair when they were in separate companies? You know, yes. that's all good to talk about. But if we actually saw it, I guarantee you it would let us down. The main reason why <laughs> wrestling is based off storylines and build yes. up. So yes. if you're just building up SmackDown separately and building up Raw separately over the year, over the year, over the year, and then all of a sudden we have to hurry up and make it make sense for Star Series. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Like, it's like, no, like that's a whole other reason why. It doesn't and then, work, and then yeah. like Dave said, there's no storyline. There's no sizzle. And then someone's got to lose and look stupid for no reason. And then go back to their brand going. Yeah, I fucking lost. Why? Yeah. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Why? why? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would rather have a standard format with nostalgic matches here and there than have the, the brand V plant. Or just a, a SmackDown match of survival with SmackDown team, a heel SmackDown team against a face SmackDown team. And then a raw match of survival with a face yeah. raw team and a whatever. Maybe you bring back the grand finale match survival to do that. That'd be fun. I'd love That's that. cool. That's yeah, a good I, idea. I would, I would love but to the, have two, two survivor series matches and then have an ultimate survival. That'd be great. If you just did three total, I would be down for that because then you could tell your stories during the night on the brand versus brand matches or whatever. And then yeah, at the end, who fucking cares? Right. Tito Santana pinned the warlord for Christ's sake. Like who cares at that point? You know, like yeah. you just want to end the and, pay-per-view. And even, and even last year, Jess, when SmackDown really got their asses handed to almost the entire pay-per-view, like they just shit on SmackDown. Like I think they had one win. It was bad. Well, not even you know? that. The storyline they tried to build up going in was who's going to win Raw or SmackDown or will they tie? And then they deliberately made SmackDown job out every single match. So yeah, they, they tried one to, match their own storyline. Yeah, they built they up. They, they purposely right. shit on SmackDown. And then after it was done, when people got on them, that's not what we did. You just didn't pay attention to the story. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? You, you didn't, told you us didn't that hear the story. story we told yeah. you. OK, <laughs> OK. You, well, did you they all shit lose? on your own story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but what i will tell you go, going back to some of these moments it's brought about some really incredible moments i don't know if you want to take these in chronological order just but i think i'm just gonna bounce around if it's okay with you uh because one of the great things i mean we talked about that shitty nostalgia going away the you know the cool stuff going away and the crappy stuff we have now but one of the cool things that was birthed out of survivor series of all things which i tend to had forgotten about because you just know it's a pay-per-view now it's developed into its own pay-per-view since then is the birth of the Elimination Chamber in 2002. How cool is that? We, if we didn't have Survivor Series, we probably may have not had an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. That's where it started. Well, what match was that, Justin 02? Where did it start? Uh, I want to say it was it was Raw-based, wasn't it, Cuz? Yeah, it was Raw because they had like Goldberg, Triple Eric, H. Eric Bischoff, quote-unquote, yeah. Eric Bischoff thought of the concept, even though, I mean, obviously it was the Bookers, but... 
um, it, it, Eric Bischoff thought of it. And he's like, I'm going to debut something that's never been done before. You know, I ran WCW and, you know, uh, I, I came up with things that nobody ever saw before and I beat Vince. So now I'm going to come up with something that no one's ever seen before. And he came up in. So Survivor Series 2002 was not. I mean, they did have uh, classic matches, but the main event was um, the Elimination Chamber. Series, you will bear witness to the Elimination Chamber. Superstars for the World Heavyweight title. An ingenious creation from the mind of Eric Bischoff. It's Triple H. Yeah, it's, it's Triple H versus uh, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho versus Rob Van Dam versus Booker T versus Kane. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> so it was, and it was first ever, and Shawn Michaels <sighs> ended up winning the yeah. World Heavyweight Championship, which Triple was H. cool because Shawn Michaels actually came back that year in August of 2002 and had a, an amazing yes. match with Triple H at, at yep. SummerSlam, SummerSlam 2002 yep. after a four and a half year, five year layoff because he hadn't wrestled since WrestleMania 14. So yeah. um, it was cool to see that. And then so Michaels came. He was full time. Basically, he's working the ring rust off and he was doing all that. And so it was kind of cool that he came back and he won that championship, even though he had the most god awful, ugliest brown tights I've ever seen. Oh, Go yeah, back God, and watch that yeah. match for Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and shit and to this tight. day, to this day, Shawn Michaels has still not given credit to DDP, DDP Yoga. He just hasn't done it. I'm Does he do kidding. it? I don't oh. know. <laughs> you fucking suckered me right in there, you piece of shit. <laughs> I got you. I'm sorry. That's a great fact. I'm all you fucking asshole. Thanks, <laughs> I just wonder how he came back because he was pretty he was pretty wrecked. But, and not to be too crazy, but Jericho does give credit to it. Jericho said he wouldn't be wrestling today without it. Yeah. I well, mean, he had to do something amazing to Can get I say back, something like, though about my yoga wasn't back then? Yeah. That he's a fake it is a, it's it's a real damn thing, you know, when you get off drugs and you get clear headed. What how injured you are versus how injured back. you really it's- aren't. Like, so I think Michaels was going through a lot of addiction problems and he was hurt oh, yeah. like a lot of wrestlers were. And Michaels, don't get me wrong, did he sold like nobody sold before and like he fucking did yeah. crazy risky shit. Michaels put his body on the line. And I say it's a lot of shit about Michaels, but like that's the truth. But he got hooked on drugs. It's amazing when you clear your head. He found Jesus. And I'm not saying that's the only path to, you know, having a sober head, but that's what he needed to do. He met the love of, uh, of his life and he met her and they kind of she saw him fucking pass out in his fucking dinner from taking somas and washing somas down with wine. And she saw him do all that stuff and they together, you know, got out of it. And it's amazing what you do when you're sober and you're mentally sober. You know, you're you're present. And, you know, you know what? I, I, I just got hooked on those pills. Yeah, I hurt my back and, you know, but I just needed to heal and I need mentally to heal. I couldn't think about anything except getting revenge on Triple H and you know after an unbelievable elimination chamber match I think perhaps I have accomplished my goal because I'm now the new world heavyweight champion did he mention that he's the new world heavyweight champion? And that Triple H is not. So the million dollar question is, where do we go from here? The the only person the only person selling at that level at that time, maybe two people, was probably perfect and 
Maybe, um, mm-hmm. maybe Brett, but Brett rude. really protected himself. And Rude, no, Rude. Uh, Brett was protected. Yeah, Rude, too. Rude, Rude yeah, was Rude, Rude, Yeah, Rude was pretty rough going into the turnbuckle. Perfect yeah. was one of the worst going into the turnbuckle. And then when Brett would go into it with his chest, it always, oh, always hurt me watching that happen. But That was a the, work. I mean, I, I'm not discounting what Brett no, does. of course. Me, yeah, but I, that, talk, that is not as bad as but taking your back. But that was, uh, let, let me just say that looks and sounds a lot worse than it was. Brett was totally in control. Oh, he's a pro. Yeah, and, and he's, yeah, he's controlling it, and it's way safer. But it looked incredible. But Michaels was controlling controlled the first like 70 percent of the bump and he's like if the last 30 i fall on my hip that eh, sounds good like no i'm gonna deal. do that i'm yeah. gonna do that like so. yeah but again a fantastic match you know it's just one for the ages yeah and again um, another uh you know chalk to survivor series another you know a survivor series pay-per-view gave birth to the elimination chamber mm-hmm. which now like dave said is its own pay-per-view it's pretty cool yeah yeah and you know what else you know what else the uh <laughs> this fantastic pay-per-view gave birth to the screw job. Just saying. Yes. What, yeah. what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I've never heard of that. That's oh my no gosh. It's on every podcast and every no freaking blog. No one's ever talked about that over, and, know it's over, and, over know. and over again. I don't want to get into it too specific. I don't want to talk about whose yeah, fault it that'll was. Be a no, it, you know, it just, it just happened to be a Survivor Series pay-per-view. It was on a Survivor Series pay-per-view. Yeah. In People Montreal. That. What, one, thing I, one thing I will say, and I think it's been talked about recent, but I think the reason... Because everyone's like, why does Sean get away with so much shit? <laughs> and this is why. He had to carry this secret for penis. fucking oh, 20 years. Oh, sorry. He had to carry this secret for 20 years and say, I never did it. I had no idea. And and if, if he ever had a, a crossword with Vince and Vince was pissed at him, hey, I can just let this out. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something to it, right? Because he was able to do whatever he wanted to, especially after that. I mean... <laughs> It's just I don't know. I don't know. I I, I I will not allow you to get me ramped up about Sean Michaels. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know I'm what? Sean way. Sean's second half is fantastic and he 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 was better, you know, in the second half than he was in the first half. And this and was this was in the beginning of his something. second comeback, yeah. So this was cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. But but uh, if you if you haven't heard of it, go do yourself a favor, crack open no, a wrestling please, book. Christ, go, let's stop talking about Sean Michaels just, and move on. Just getting, just I'm go watch it. It's uh it is the most realist event you'll probably ever find on a pay per view, and you can watch. You know, was it uh, League, was it wrestling? No, League, what is it called? What shadows? Shad- wrestling with shadows. Wrestling with shadows. Wrestling with shadows. Yeah, do it to watch. It's fantastic. All right, moving forward, another fantastic, uh, notable match was actually Mankind versus The Rock. This was actually a tournament that was held in 98. Yes, 98. For, yeah, yes. you know. What so they, they, they did, they, they foregone, they abandoned the, the Illumination matches, like we said, was kind yeah. of the original concept of Survivor <clears throat> yeah. Series. And they decided to be like, you know what? Let's sur- Survivor Series this year is about surviving a tournament to become the world champion. So it was a tournament, you know, in the fashion of like what WrestleMania 4 kind of was. And, yeah. you know, so it was a basic. But uh, in the end, the swerve happened where, you thought that McMahon was siding with mankind and mankind was kind of a heel and he was siding with Vince because he just wanted to do well for the boss and just wanted to make Vince happy. And I want to win the world title and the rock was face and actually very over as a face at this point. Oh, yeah. But then they did a swerve. One of the few things that Vince Russo did, right? Cause it was all Vince Russo. And, um, and uh, they turned the rock heel and he sided with Vince and became a part of the, you know, corporate side yes. or whatever. And then that led into that led into a, the beginning of an amazing trilogy versus Austin. Right. Smell what the rock is 
And um, and so, yeah, Austin was always the face. Right. And like, you know, so even though The Rock got over, Vince was so smart enough back then to know, like, I got to curb him, make him a cool heel so people will still like him. And I'll eventually turn him face again later. But Austin's my guy right now. I'm going to milk this cow first. And then I know I have another cow who's younger and a little ready to go later. And I could pull him out whenever I want to. So, yeah, like the ending was a really cool swerve. Rock sided with McMahon and Shane McMahon. And like, it was a cool scene. Rock wins his first ever heavyweight championship, by the way, at that point. What a moment. What a moment. Incredible it was, it was a, the, the Survivor Series pay-per-view as a whole, the tournament was kind of boring. There were some matches that just didn't like mesh. The, the two opponents didn't have chemistry. Austin got eliminated early on. I think he got eliminated. Was it a draw or a double DQ versus the boss man or something? Cause like it was, they yeah, purposely like a- put Austin out originally to, to make sure the rock and mankind advance it to the finals. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, ending, like the payoff was all worth it. The payoff was all worth it. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, you know, I, I had one more thing I want to talk about, but I, I might just leave it here, guys. This was, <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Um, anything else you guys want to add to the yes. history of survivor series? Yeah, yes. You have to it. go back to the old days, man. You have to think about another, it's, it's, it's another favorites of Survivor Series. What was your favorite Survivor Series poster? Because they had a lot of iconic posters back in the day. God, anything with the warrior on it. I'm such a such a mark. No, for real though. No, because they they actually had a lot of badass posters for the pay per views. SummerSlam and Survivor Series, some of my favorite posters. Yeah, SummerSlams have the greatest ones. Especially, I know it sounds weird because you, the more people that are on the poster, usually the bigger the problem is That's later. <laughs> But there, but there's there's some the, some SummerSlam posters I think with Macho and Warrior in the front, and the, you know all the cartoon drawings. Yes, so sick. Well, Survivor Series, so sick. I like 1990s. It has all the you, like that star power. You know, you got the Warriors, Hogan, you know all, all those guys on there. And then like if you go down like uh, was it 92 with uh, uh, that famous iconic picture of uh, Warrior and Macho Man standing side by side, and then uh, Razor Ramon and Flair. Uh, from the opposite of them. Oh yes, yes, yeah. There's a bunch. They're yeah. just like so many classic, like fucking the one. Of course, one of my favorites. One I remember as a kid is uh, the Thanksgiving Turkey Yokozuna, and it was uh, Luger and uh, <laughs> Tatanka and the Steiner Brothers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, another classic is the Undertaker when he fought Yokozuna with uh, Chuck Norris by his side, the casket match. Yeah, that's another I saw good one that. too. I saw <laughs> they did a series so many of posters, posters too on the um, on the Undertaker anniversary for 2015. They did like three or four really cool posters where there was one where the current Undertaker was standing in the front and then right behind him, his shadow was the old Undertaker. Oh, nice. Like the one from back in the day. That was a really cool one. And then like they had one of just a black and white Undertaker, like his rolling his eyes and it said uh, like 11, 22, 15 or something like that. Hmm. Um, and then uh, they had another one too with the Undertaker like standing in fog around him. And then in the behind him, it said 25. It was his 25th anniversary. Oh, and under, oh yeah, that was- uh, what we didn't, what we didn't touch on actually is the Survivor yeah, well- Series pay-per-view is actually kind of known as Undertaker pay-per-view yes. because he well, debuted, he debuted we were, in 1990 we're gonna we're gonna prelude to that because guys we're gonna i want to tell everybody right now just that's a really good segue because yes. even though we're gonna cut it short right here i know a lot of you are thinking what are you talking about you guys didn't cover any of the, the great matches potatoes the now. Series. 
Not true, guys. Two-parter is coming up next week. Stay tuned. We will talk about The Undertaker and several other Yeah, we just wanted to talk about the legacy of Survivor Series here and the concept the and the five-on-five, four-on-four. And, and we want to touch on some good moments. You know, there's some good clips we're going to put in here or we have put in here. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah, the next episode for next week, we want to, like, highlight, kind of like we did with the WrestleMania episode a couple weeks back of, uh, you know, just like, it, we're going to have many parts of this. It's not going to be the only episode of Survivor Series that we're going to cover, but we're going to cover some great moments and matches from the pay-per-view Survivor Series. Absolutely. And as always, you can reach us uh, via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or like I say, download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you and join us along with other great podcasts of the day. This is Dave along with Jess and Cuz with the OWP. Have a good one. And brother, to celebrate yeah. tradition of turkey on Thanksgiving, see my dick just. Your cat penis. <laughs>